0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon is no longer the Hibs manager, but the club say he wasn't sacked and he didn't resign. Big games tonight though As Rangers go to Cowden Beath in the Cup And Celtic host St Johnson in the league And the search is on for a new Hamilton Ackies manager I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yep and we will reveal the names of the leading contenders for Hamilton and Hibs Hamilton expecting to name their new boss in the next 24 hours It will be a coach rather than a manager And two massive games tonight Cowden Beath v Rangers at Central Park Can Rangers get through to face Kilmarnock Away a week uh, 10 days from now And Celtic against St Johnston A chance for Brendan Rodgers' team To increase their lead At the top of the table It's a cracking Wednesday night Gordon. It is indeed Big games and big stories So let's hear from you 0141 Thoughts on tonight's games And of course your reaction To the, the news that we, we sort of knew was coming But it's now been confirmed That Neil Lennon's no longer The Hibs boss Jim Duffy yeah, I mean, it's interesting that this time of the year there's two Premier League managers, uh, you know, left their positions for one reason or another. Um, you know, it's not been fully explained um, why uh, Neil uh, Lennon has, has left his post uh, from the statement. It's, a, it's a, a, you know, a little bit unclear, but uh, I think everybody knew it was inevitable and it was just getting, uh, you know, the lawyers together, making sure that everything was agreed. And then uh, Hibs have obviously released a statement and there'll certainly be no shortage of applicants for that mm. job. I think uh, I think Alan Maitland at Hamilton said he had 50, 50 applicants within the first hour. I think it'll be double that for the Hibernian job. Two big games tonight as well, so let's get a, a taster of what's to come in the Scottish Cup. At the second time of asking, Cowden Beath against Rangers, here's Andrew McLean. Yeah, good evening from Central Park. We're uh, currently in the process. They're deflating and taking away the, uh, the heated dome that was installed onto this pitch to make sure that this game would go ahead. Most of it is uh, uncovered now and it is looking in good condition we heard from Cowden Beast secretary yesterday he was saying it was like Benidorm underneath that dome so surely the grass must be alright I can't say it's anything like Benidorm up here in the press box to be honest there's, uh, and also there's a, there's a Ranger song that says it's the greatest sight that I've ever seen and I'm not sure that anyone will have said that about Central Park Stadium but that's the magic of the cup isn't it I'm just watching here as the uh, big tyres are being removed from the stock car racing track around the pitch so I think it'll certainly be uh, an experience that Stephen Gerrard and Jermaine Defoe at the peak of their careers haven't uh, seen before but you need to go back to 2009 a whole 10 years when Rangers last won this competition they certainly won't be taking this game for granted but with Cowdenby sitting 7th in the in League 2 at the moment anything but a Rangers win would be a massive shock tonight lots of talk on whether Defoe and Davis will be back in after they came off the bench against Livingston at the weekend I'll give you full team news at about quarter to 7 uh, let's go to Celtic Park a big game in the league between Celtic and St Johnson Alison Conroy yeah, Celtic can go six clear at the top of the Premiership tonight with a win against St Johnson. They've, of course, yet to drop a point at home this season, but tonight they do face a club with the best away record in the league this season. Philip Bekovic is a doubt with Anthony Ralston and Dedrick Boyata among the players still out for Celtic. Now Keon has, of course, joined St Johnson on loan until the end of the season and is in the squad for tonight's match. I'll have the teams in around half an hour, Gordon. Uh, just briefly, two big games, Mark Guidi, because obviously the Scottish Cup speaks for itself. Rangers will expect to go through, and most people would agree with that. And this is Celtic's game in hand that we've been talking about for so long. Yeah, as Alison said, there um, a chance for Celtic to go six clear, uh, and they're expected to do so. But an interesting start from Alison. I didn't know that St. Johnston have got the best away uh, record uh, in the league, which uh, speaks volumes for Tommy Wright. 
and his players So certainly Celtic have a bit of work to do They've won convincingly their last two um, home games um, And I would expect them to do so again um, tonight And then that, that sets them up for the game on Sunday Away to St John's Which will be another tricky tie right, Get your thoughts on tonight's games in Thoughts on the teams Thoughts on you know predictions Anything like that 01419511025 But also uh, let's get your thoughts right now on Neil Lennon This is the, the, the sort of breaking news this afternoon um, And a statement that has perhaps Mark Guidi um, Left us with more questions than answers I'll read the, the highlights if you like So the management team of Neil Lennon and Gary Parker Has left the club by mutual consent Here comes the killer line They have not been dismissed And have not resigned I don't know either But you can you can think about that while I carry on uh, The suspension put in place to allow an internal review Is lifted by the club as part of this agreement Despite widespread speculation The club confirms that neither Neil nor Gary Has been guilty of any misconduct or wrongdoing And no disciplinary process has been commenced um, However, Neil, Gary and the club now consider That it would be in the best interest of all parties To part amicably Yeah, it's, it's a bit bad it's been an, ap- an amicable end But the statement Reminds me very similar Of what went on with Mark Warburton At Rangers at his end When Rangers said he's resigned And he says no I haven't And stuff like that And they get a bit messy And it was never really The whole situation was never really uh, Resolved But in, in terms of this one Yeah Neil hasn't been dismissed But he hasn't resigned It's bizarre But the bottom line is He's away And I think And part of the statement Which was important For Neil Lennon and, and Gary Parker And I highlighted it On Saturday in the programme Was the word suspension They have been suspended uh, Aroused suspicion About the situation It was a cloud hanging Over Neil Lennon They've had an internal investigation And the key thing For Neil Lennon oh, He has uh, Been found of No wrongdoing Whatsoever um, and that's good uh, for him That means he can now move on And there's no cloud hanging over him He's been an excellent manager For Hibs But it's been a part of the ways And it's now about What happens next for Hibs Who's going to get Neil Lennon's job And also what next for, for Neil Lennon I'm sure he'll have plenty of offers Yeah I mean it's a, when, when you get statements like that um, Invariably It's just both parties have agreed That uh, you know There'll be a mutual A mutual uh, You know uh, Agreement and, and we'll make that public my guess, um, you know, Gordon, is that um, because there was an investigation, that that may well have triggered, uh, you know, Neil Lennon to to say, to say, wait a minute, if you're going to investigate me and that, and he believes he's done nothing wrong, which has obviously come out now that he has, then he may well have said, listen, I, I, I'll, you know, I, I maybe not get the same feeling uh, as I did before this happened, and therefore it's better to come to some sort of an agreement. And once the lawyers get round the table, a deal was thrashed out. Mm-hmm. Then that statement was obviously always going to be forthcoming. I never doubted it for a minute. I never thought that they would sack him, and I never thought Neil would resign. Mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be mutual agreement, a mutual agreed, and that's what it is. And listen, it's done now. Whatever the statement is, is really immaterial. It's now. Both parties have got to go on Hibs have got to look for a new manager And see if they can get back up the table A terrific win at the weekend against uh, St Mern And Neil Lennon, mm. I, I guess, will probably take a, a short break Before he, he gets back in, uh, into the firing line again I mean, Hibs fans, you can tell us on the phones 0141 But there will still be questions there, Mark I mean, the line, there's another line that says Despite widespread speculation I mean, fans would be entitled to say Well, well where did that speculation come from? And it also says the suspension put in place to allow an internal review. Why? Why the suspension in the first place? Yeah, so I, I, you're, you're I, still you'd be entitled to wonder. And listen, because of the way these legal uh, situations work, you may never find out. Yeah, I mean, if you do find out, you'll you'll get a steer from behind the scenes. But there'll certainly be nothing said public in public by Hibs. 
And nothing said by Neil Lennon Because if you believe the statement in both parties There's actually it's move along There is genuinely nothing to see mm. here We thought there might have been something I just thought Considering the good relationship that Neil Lennon and the club have had What they've done for each other They've been good for each other The past two and a half years That uh, I thought it was um, it was an unfortunate turn of phrase that, that Hibbs um, put out in terms of suspension. Look, they didn't need to use that word. They could have you know, found another way around it. And I just thought it was a wee bit naughty um, of Hibbs, particularly now that you find out 72 hours later, there's actually, you know, there's been nothing, there's been nothing wrong as Neil Lennon, uh, I'm sure, was always um, stating the case um, behind the scenes. So it was unfortunate that it's ended a wee bit sour. But um, you see, you move on now It's gone They were good for each other There's been a partner in the ways As always happens With a manager in a club And it's about what happens next For both parties And what does happen next Yeah Any suggestions? Yeah No I mean As I mentioned I think they'll be You know Inundated um, You know the uh, uh, For the post There's no question about that And as I said I think Neil Lennon Will have a bit of reflection I think he'll t- take a little bit Of a time out How long Maybe a short time Maybe slightly longer He may, he may well wait Until the summer To see what comes up And there will be uh, You know There's always opportunities To come up in management but I think that, um, you know, I've been there myself, uh, Gordon, where you have a mutually agreed, you know, a statement. And obviously there's a confidentiality clause in there. So I don't think you'll, you'll really find out Eden from the official parties. But as Matt says, invariably rumour and all these kind of things, you might find some sort of information. But I think there'll be a confidentiality clause in there that both parties are agreed just to move forward now. And, um, you know, I think that in his time at Hibs, I think Hibs, I've said before, certainly over the last couple of years, one of the most entertaining sides that I've seen. I've seen them many times, always a side, you know, worth watching. Um, yeah, we talk about losing players, but that's part and parcel of football. Um, it just didn't. It just couldn't quite get the same consistency mm. he's had over the last couple of years. But I think if you look at the whole tenure, I think it's been an excellent tenure. Names Co- of the frame, Gordon. I would say Gordon Stratton's might be a tug at the heartstrings. If you're looking for a bright young coach in our game, I'm not going to say Scottish coach because the guy I'm going to mention is actually Republic. I would say Jim Goodman's mm. probably a standout, and I mm. think he's more than capable of going to be a full time manager. Mm. But I also think if you are the Hibs board, the Hibs hierarchy. Bear in mind all the bad publicity and everything that's gone on in the past five or six days that they might be tempted to think somebody that, that appeases the fans, somebody that's got a relationship, somebody that brings back stability and there's not a huge gamble. And if, for me, that would put Alan Stubbs heavily in the refrain for a return to the club, even if they said it's till the, until the end of the mm. season to see how it works out. I think that's a, a chance. Right, Connor's in Cote Bridge. Connor, what's your take on this Neil Lennon news today? Um, I'm just wanting to ask, see, regarding... Um, was it the players that said stuff against them? That's one. I, I, I want to ask two questions. I, I want to ask that one first. If it was the players that like stood up against them or something like that. That's the rumours I'm hearing. That it was the players that went to the board. Yeah, well, that's the whole point, Mark Greedy. Today's statement is 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 attempting to to pour cold water on those rumours. Yeah. Well, listen. If there has been any complaints or any unrest amongst the players, and it has gone to the to the hierarchy, and they've said, well, they want to investigate it. There's been no wrongdoing. Bottom line. So what that means is um, that that Neil Lennon has managed the dressing room and managed the football club. In the proper way You know on his final day or two In charge Despite what maybe One or two players have thought There's been a thorough investigation And There is not There's basically There's nothing in it You know So there's maybe been An overreaction From one or two players or, or whatever Because Hibs have Had a thorough investigation And there's nothing there So they've both decided To part company I know Because you would think about I'm not what I'm thinking about Is like See like Neil Lennon He's a hot headed manager You think about All the managers 
you think about Sir Alex Ferguson nowadays, like even if he, he's hot, he was hot headed back in the day, wasn't he? So like, could you imagine him nowadays with young players going to the board saying, "Oh, look, he's he's saying this about me. I'm not this kind of player, and all this kind of stuff." I don't, I don't see the point in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think footballers are just too eagerlies. You know what I mean? I'm not saying. I don't really know what, what that means I think that's a bit of an unfair yeah. accusation Jim Duffy But you'll yeah. know You know the dynamic of a, mm. of a dressing room What this has mm. done And this perhaps looks a bit daft now With this Hibs statement Because they're saying that There is no yeah. problem But what it has done in the last few days Is opened up a wider discussion About the way managers handle dressing rooms mm. Now compared to previously yeah. You'll know more than anyone Yeah I mean It is different now But you know Neil Lennon's not a young manager Or an old manager You know what I mean he's, he's not someone who's living in the past And thinks I can and, and he knows the way it works So you know And he also knows his own players And he knows who he can maybe have a go at And who, who he puts the arm around that, That's the You don't You're not a successful manager if you if you just kind of go for the players time and time again, so he's had a really good rapport with the vast majority. There's always one or two players that maybe don't like you, or don't like the way you come across, or you're not maybe playing on a regular basis. So that that can happen. But football clubs now as well are the same as a lot of other employers. They've an HR department, so maybe if, if if there has been some form of complaint from somewhere, they maybe have to they're duty bound maybe yeah, to proper procedure. This, yeah, pro- yeah, proper procedure. And, and, and due diligence to look at that and then listen, it's been it's been looked at. There's nothing no case to answer. Let's get this thing sorted out in a different way. So, you know, listen, Neil Lennon, yeah, I mean he's a competitor, um, he's, he's driven, he wants uh, he wants success, he's frustrated with his results. He, he may well have a, a go one or two, he's done it publicly as well, which everyone's got their opinion, should he have went out publicly in one or two, particularly Camberry. But listen, I don't think that if one or two players are that unhappy that mm. the manager would leave or the board would leave. I think that um, you know, for me, I think there's an awful lot of room and speculation. And you're right, Gordon. We really will mm. never know the truth. I think it's quite spectacular how Jim Duffy mm. got through that without mentioning his own set too with Neil Lennon on the yeah. touchline that famous night. So there you go. The no, listen, I had a, I, 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 listen, I had a twenty-second rant. That's what it was. A tw- and he had a twenty-second rant. So listen, that that was it. But. You know, always fair and loving war as they say. That's what they say. O'Connor said. You know, Neil Lennon is a hot-headed manager. I think first and foremost, mm-hmm. what you would say about Neil Lennon is he's a talented manager. He's a talented manager, and you know, just to to, to label him as a hot-headed manager is unfair. And actually, the ability that he mm-hmm. has to to win things and be successful. Uh, Wolfman is on. Did Neil Lennon leave too early or too soon? I always uh, saw him as the next Scotland manager. He has character and determination to succeed and get the best out of his team. He says, "P.S. Not a Celtic or a Hibs fan." Um, let's move on to tonight's football. You can keep your calls coming on Neil Lennon, of course. But Peter is a Rangers fan in Ardrossan. What are you feeling ahead of tonight, Peter? Uh, not much. Wait, how's things? Yeah, uh, I'm good. Good to hear you, Peter. Peter. What made you call tonight then, Peter? I was just sitting the other day, eh, missing the way out for a lunch and all that. And I'm gonna, I listen to you every night, but sometimes I'm not allowed. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. so, I'm not that right. She's away out, but and I just, I just think Rangers get beat, Kelly won, and then Kelly flew away the next week. And now we've got St Johnson playing Celtic tomorrow tonight, and Rangers tonight. Mm-hmm. I know it's two different games, but do you not think that maybe change circumstances are? Do you know what? I'm just trying to 
put yeah. out in it. Yeah, I think what I think what Peter's getting at is how much chance is there of St. Johnson doing something and affecting that situation at the top. Well, first of all, uh, foremost, you've got to look after yourself. So Rangers went to Kilmarnock and didn't look after themselves, and then obviously they, you know, they went to Livingston. But if they're a, if they're happened to win those two games, I think uh, you know people look at it slightly different, and they had a great opportunity uh, at Kilmarnock to do that. But they, they, you know, for one reason or other, made they made um, elementary errors, and that, and that cost them. As far as Celtic and St. Johnson, yes, St. Johnson will have improved significantly. I mean, I was up at. Uh, uh, Perth there you know a, a couple of months ago when Celtic won five I think it was uh, James Forrest scored four mm-hmm. and uh, St John's has just slipped a shambles and then since then they've done remarkable turnaround couldn't couldn't praise Tommy Wright uh, highly enough but I think Celtic at Celtic Park is a real difficult proposition and I, I just can't see anything other than a comfortable victory mm. for Celtic tonight and I also see a comfortable victory for Rangers at Cowden beating the cup and I think that again I think silverware's got to be the target for Steven Gerrard. I think it's his, still his best chance. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are fighting for the title. I'm not I'm not denying that. But I still think their best chance of success is the Scottish Cup. Yeah. I mean, Alison mentioned that Mark, I suppose, if you're looking at away form and, and saying which team in the league has the best chance of doing it, yeah. you can make a case for St. Johnson's seven wins on the road this season more than any other team. Yeah, and, and, and I think as well, you know, they're hard to score against. Um, you know, I think the goals at Tynecastle, they were the first they conceded. Uh, in a, a while time, um, yeah. at the weekend or something like seven clean sheets in a row or something like that so listen the, the, you know with Tommy Wright and I, and, and I wonder you know we mentioned uh, names in the frame would, would Tommy, Tommy Wright be a contender for the Hibs job I would say yes it would have to be um, for sure I know Steve Clark's name has been mentioned I don't think Steve Clark would leave Kilmarnock for Hibs um, I see some people saying Michael O'Neill you know Michael O'Neill's on 600 grand a year <laughs> Why would Stevie Clark not leave Commander for Hibs? Uh, league position, we understand, but Hibs, average gates, somewhere about 14,000, 15,000 maybe. Yeah. average gates, five. I don't see tops. Well, so maybe three, three times budget, be bigger, resources, facilities, stadium, training ground. I, I agree, it, it, it ticks all that. It's a bigger club, mm-hmm. there's better facilities, there's a bigger mm-hmm. budget. Mm-hmm. Stevie Clark would get a rise in his wage, mm-hmm. no doubt. But Apart from the league table Where, mm, where they yeah. are For me You wouldn't walk out And come man up to take on a job Like Hibs If it's Celtic mm. Or Rangers Or Scotland mm. Or Sheffield Wednesday Or something like that Down the road Queenswick Rangers Then fine But not for the Hibs job Okay big games coming up Thank you to Peter In our Drossen Get your thoughts in Ahead of those two matches Tonight And we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard And Brendan Rogers After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com It's Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard The night when we've got two big games One in the Cup Cowdenbeath against Rangers One in the League Celtic uh, Against St Johnson This against the backdrop Of some Big news coming out of Hibs The news we were expecting To be fair Neil Lennon has gone Aki's on He says Jim Goodwin No thanks Stubbs had his chance You only get one shot At the title For me Strachan Is the only man I'm interested in The Hibs statement Is full of legal argument And we will never Know the truth And another one Coming in a suggestion Johnny says No chance John Hughes For Hibs I think John Hughes Has got a lot To to offer the game I like John Hughes You look at his record At Inverness Terrific um, Not so much at it Ray Throvers, but he took over in the middle of a season. But uh, no, listen, I think something like John Hughes is, is a good manager, good ideas. And um, just on the managerial thing, Gordon, the shout at Hamilton Aki's, unless there's been anything released, 
um, appears to be Brian Rice as St Mirren coach as FAV mm. at the moment for the job Yeah it looks like it, it will be or certainly um, at the moment looks like it will be Brian Rice as a, a head coach role we'll get into that in a bit more detail later on in the show so get your thoughts in if that's something you want to discuss let's hear from a couple of the managers ahead of big games tonight Stephen Gerrard Cowdenbeath in the cup let's hear from him We've got a big squad uh, full of talented players um, and everyone's pushing everyone wants to play you know the the atmosphere and the spirit in the group is fantastic um, that's the, the difficult part for me but that's that's how I want it yeah, I want them dilemmas and them headaches in, in all positions if possible um, and that's certainly the case at the moment I still want the same standards the same same attitude and, and, and mentality I think that's where you you come unstuck in these ties if you get complacent and think you can just turn up at places like Carden Beath and expect to win um, that's when you, you face difficulties uh, we know we're going to get the best Carden Beef you know, when the draw was made I'm sure there was a lot of smiles and excitement around uh, their dressing room and this is a fixture they've been looking forward to so we're going to expect the best Carden Beef and we need to respect that uh, The big question tonight is the Rangers what do they do with the team? Do they stick with the, the, the Livingston team the Celtic team so called? Do you see Defoe and Davis come back in? Does anyone else get a run out that we don't see too often? I see a lot of changes. I, I don't see them playing the, the the team that played against Livingston. Obviously, Kilmarnock as well midweek. You know there was a, sort of two on artificial surface. Um, I think there'll be a, a good number of changes. I'll be surprised if there's not. We heard Stephen Gerrard saying he's got a big squad. He's got a competitive squad. He wants to keep them all, you know, chomping in the bit to think. Listen, I've got a chance of playing. And I think if he throws half a dozen in tonight. Then you know he'll be he'll be you know saying to them like well let's go and see what you're made of let's see if you want to be part of this uh, this team on a regular basis so I I, th- I think there'll be a significant number of changes. Defoe and Davis within that maybe but I don't think he'll make changes in terms of I just want to give him a run out you know he, 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 uh, you know cause I think as you said so this there, is, there this won't is a be, serious yeah, game there won't be any Lee I Wallace mean, or anything no, like I don't that. Mean, no. Listen, I'm normally Lee Wallace quality player but in terms of, I don't think he'll give guys a game. For see to give them a run out. This Remote is serious business for Rangers, and they can't afford any slip ups tonight. They say the Scottish Cup is their best chance of silverware as it stands at the moment. Rangers haven't won a major trophy in seven years or whatever it is. Haven't they won the Scottish Cup in ten years? So, listen, this is not one where you experiment. But um, there is a big enough squad there. Like even if he did make five or six changes, it would still be be quality. Does the four come in? He might do Davis come in. Does he try jo- Defoe Morelos again together? Think, John Flanagan, Flanagan Kyle Lafferty, not an A team. And Sunday, yeah. he's you know, I think there's been, I think he's deliberately, publicly had a pop at Kyle Lafferty in the past 24 hours to get him to up his game. And rightly so, sometimes I think a guy like Kyle Lafferty needs that in terms of boot up the backside. Um, and that's what his manager's mm. done. But it will be very interesting to see his team selection. But I don't see him putting out a team. You know, just for the sake of it, because it's only Cowden Beath. Can't risk getting tonight. And the thoughts of Brendan Rogers? Yeah, no, it'd be nice for everyone to be on the the same games, like you say. So, um, yeah, it was just their own success. It was it was put off back at the League Cup. We, we know it'll be a tough game. We have to be really concentrated. You know, these are the type of games where you, your biggest enemy in these games can be your ego. You got a game in hand, so and you're playing at home. And but just because we won every other game, you, you can never take it for granted. You still got to do all the work. You got to do your defensive work. You got to get to all your second balls. You got to press the game hard, and then from there, you're in the right to to demonstrate your qualities. Mary is somewhere between Cardonald and Celtic Park. What are you expecting tonight, Mary? A win. Comfortable. A big win. A big win. Comfortable win, yeah. 
comfortable, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. What about team selection-wise? A couple of the new boys have obviously hit the ground running. Um, taking it in turns to start games where and Burke, what do you think tonight? No, I think it's good. I think it's, it's giving them a run in. Um, we've got a big game coming up in four weeks' time. So these boys need it in case there's any other um, injuries. So you've got them, they know what they're mm. prepared for. They're playing in big games. So, no, I think it's good. Well, right on that cue there, Mary, we'll bring you the Celtic team. Alison Conroy has it. Yeah, and it's Oliver Burke who'll start up front for Celtic tonight. Scott Bain keeps his place in goal and there is no Philip Benkovic. He was an injury doubt. Jozo Simonovic comes into the starting 11. So it will be Scott Bain in goal. A back four of Mikael Lusta, Jozo Simonovic, Christopher Iyer and Emilio Izigiri. That'll be Scott Brown and Cal McGregor. Then the three of James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Scott Sinclair with Oliver Burke up top. On the bench for Celtic will be Gordon, Beaton, Hayes, Edward, Weah, Henderson and Johnson. So Benkovic is out Scott Bain once again keeps his place in goals happy enough with what you just heard Mary? Yeah I'm happy with that yes uh-huh. um, th- Jim I think what might be interesting aside from the game tonight is when Alison gets the chance to speak to Brendan Rodgers and for the first time try and establish the seriousness of the injury Philip Benkovic has picked up Yeah I mean there's been a lot of talk I mean they're suggesting he might be out for you know a considerable period of time uh, and, and would Celtic go into the market, you know, the last minute to try and try and bring in a replacement? And we'll obviously find out in the next twenty four hours because uh, obviously it closes tomorrow. But I think that the, the team they have just now with Simunovic coming back in again and Aya should be more than good enough to win this game tonight. You know, I I would probably have more a concern that uh, you know with uh, Kieran Tierney's longer term absence because I just think he's a phenomenal player and he's a Gary is. As, as we know is good going forward and stuff like that and he, he gives him balance but he's not Kieran Tierney for me so that that would be the a, a little bit more concerning the other one is Scott Bain gets annoyed again in front of Craig Gordon I think the manager's really making a statement now but uh, in terms of the the front players and also the squad depth that Celtic have if you like no Benkovic no Cham no Edward no Boyata. Tierney no Boyata it's, it's such a strong strong side and that's the reason why I think Celtic will Eventually run out the champions because I think that the you know the squad quality Timothy Weir as you mentioned uh, you know coming in and then and he, was it Bio is, is still still to to make his debut so I, I just think that Celtic are showing tonight you know you know the strength and and depth that they have the the, the an interesting one you you mentioned about Kieran Tierney because the word I don't know if you've heard the one but the the word seems to be mm-hmm. you know not expected to be. In the first team Anytime soon You know this is going to take a while For it to, to heal up And heal up properly um, Mary I know you had a suggestion For the Hibs job as well Didn't you? Yeah On coil Alright Mark Is that one you can see? I mean obviously A, t- a tough time at Ross County uh, In um, terms of being in the running For the Hibs job from that? I'd, I'd be surprised If um, if, if Owen Coyle was on the The, the Hibs shortlist He's certainly available uh, You look at his track record Over, over a period um, then it's good, not so good. His last job, obviously at Ross County, different circumstances. Um, but no, I don't think I've, I've 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 stated my case. I think the dream choice for Hibs would be Gordon Strachan, uh, but I don't think Gordon Strachan would take it. Um, out with that, I think for stability uh, reasons, I think that Alan Stubbs has to have um, a shout for it. And if you're looking at you know the outstanding uh, kind of young. Coach in this country Then I'd say Jim Goodwin Comes into that bracket Thank you to Mary In Cardonald Going to the Celtic game tonight 0141 951 We've already brought you That Celtic starting 11 uh, We'll bring you The Rangers team As soon as we get it as well Scott is a Celtic fan In Bermulloch Hi Scott Hi Good evening guys Well I'm sitting outside Celtic Park just now Just along from it um, 
was going to, I was going to uh, sorry, ask Mark what his thoughts, why he would, wouldn't think that Stevie Clark would go to Hibs, but see, before I ask that, mm-hmm. can I quickly throw in who I would think would be a good shout? Go for it. The guy sell, Celtic Park just now doesn't know what he's going to do, he's going to stay, go, whatever. I thought Gordon Strachan and Scott Brown would be a good combination. Yeah, yeah, great, great combination. If you've got a spare forty grand a week, <laughs> Scott, I think that's a great combination. But uh, I can see Scott Brown being at Hibs. Sorry, he's made enough money in his career. Hibs are his team. He maybe got another two seasons playing. Go back there. Listen, they certainly could work together. There's a lot of respect there, and then Scott Brown could be, you know, go and learn the ropes under somebody like Gordon Stratton. But I think Scott Brown feels he's a role still to play at Celtic. He's still got a lot to offer as a player, and um, you know, a combination like that on paper for Hibs would be absolutely fantastic. But that's going to, as I say. You, you might say, oh, they've made a few quid of this and that. Still want to work. Nobody works for nothing you want and you want to be paid the going rate. So, as I say, unless Hibs have got 40 or 50 grand going spare uh, per week, you ain't going to get that combination. I, th- I think it's a, it's a decent shout in terms of whether it be Scott Brown or whether it just be the both of them gone striking. Gone striking, you know, from previous interviews and listening to him, is not a great lover of just the head coach scenario. He likes a little bit more control over a lot of the decisions. Um, but somebody like Scott Brown who has been working within the Celtic um, coaching um, regime uh, both before uh, Brendan Rodgers went there under Ronnie Dyle as well and under um, you know uh, Brendan Rodgers with the reserve the development squad etc so he is he is of a mind to get to that level so I mean listen if, if Fibs thought that uh, it's worth an approach then mm. I think I think I don't think uh, uh, there might be a lot of Hibs fans I think that, that'd be worth a, a shout uh, Scott what was your take on the, the Stevie Clark one then? Well, I, I don't know I, I was going to ask Mark how did he quantify he thought that Stevie Clark wouldn't take the job Hibs are a fantastic club good history good backing um, 15,000 every single week you, you've made that point earlier on about their, their, their support they've got a, they've got the potential to be third best supported club in Scotland probably outside Celtic and Rangers um, I, I don't know where 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 you were taking it from, Mark. Where, you, where I'm coming from, he's got a chance of winning the league with Commander. Why do you walk out in the chance of winning a title? Do, with do you honestly think that then, Mark? No, but do you but I'm sure, no, I, I don't. I don't. But made it clear, I think Celtic won the title. But I think if you're Steve Clark, and I'll give you the re- the reasons why. First of all, he will feel he's got a chance of winning the title, and why not? They've been they've not been away for for 14 months. Have had fantastic results. Two, there's a loyalty there, I would imagine, to Billy Bowie um, and the rest of the Kilmarnock board that, that brought him in. So there's a lot of nice fits, as I say, if it was Celtic or, or Rangers or Scotland or a, a big championship club down south, I'm sure that Steve Clark would. But at the moment, for me, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure I, I would be proved right on this, that I don't, think you, I don't think you would leave Hibs as Hibs stand at the moment. To walk out And you're also Potentially get Rangers In the Scottish Cup In 10 days time I don't think you walk out Of Kilmarnock In their position When you are in the hunt For a league championship To go and take over at Hibs You just you just said there about You were talking about Scott Brown still got to make money You don't think he would get A lot more money managing Hibs Than he would managing Kilmarnock Well I, I don't know about Scott Brown Yeah I don't I, know about I exact figures So let's say for example Let's say Billy Billy Bowie has bankrolled a lot of it he's been fantastic for Kilmarnock let's say for example Steve Clark is on in the region of Jim what about £200,000 a year maybe at Kilmarnock I don't know roughly 
in that kind of ballpark. He'd be doing well if he's getting that. Yeah. Right. We'll see. It's one fifty, one sixty plus bonuses. What would Hibs be going? What would their top whack be? Absolute top whack two fifty. So you might get a 20-30% increase. Is it worth leaving what you've got at Kilmarnock to go and take over at Hibs just now? If a Kilmarnock were sitting in 6th or 7th or 8th position, Scott, with not a lot going on, then yeah, I could see it maybe being a temptation. But at the moment, would you leave a club that is in the hunt for the League Championship title with 14-15 games to go and a Scottish Cup tie coming up to go and take over at Hibs? I don't think so. All right, thank you to Scott in Bermullock. It's 0141-951-1025 if you'd like to join him on the line. Uh, you can, of course, tweet at Clyde SSB. Many tweets coming in tonight, it has to be said. Uh, Daniel Farmer's on. As a Hibs fan, we've got to move on and recruit wisely. The whole talk of Lennon being too ambitious or Hibs didn't deserve him is nonsense. The board has backed him. His signings haven't been up to scratch. Much of the core team we lost was from the Stubbs era. Now, we've already given you the Celtic starting 11. We're going to give you the Rangers team after the travel with Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi that are here waiting to take your calls. So uh, let's hear from you. You can tweet as well. Johnny says that Steve Clark would probably go to Killy from Kelly to Hibs at any other time including the summer but right now it would be madness to pass up this opportunity no matter how small a chance some people might think they have over the last 38 games they are right in the mix two big games tonight we're going to get the Rangers team very soon from Andrew McLean Alison Conroy has already given us the Celtic team so let's get the full lineups from Celtic Park Alison yeah, it's four changes for St Johnson tonight for this game at Celtic Park. I'll give you that in two seconds. I'll run through the Celtic team again. It's Scott Bain in goal, a back four of Mikhail Lustig, Christopher Iyer, Yozo Simonovic and Emilio Izigiri. That'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor. Then the three of James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Scott Sinclair with Oliver Burke up top. On the bench, it'll be Gordon, Beaton, Hayes, Edward, Weah, Henderson and Johnson. For St Johnson, Xander Clark in goal, a back four of Richard Foster, Scott Tanzer, Joe Shocknessy and Jason Kerr. In the midfield, Blair Olsen, David Wotherspoon, Murray Davidson and Liam Craig. Up top, Danny Swanson and Michael O'Halloran yet to get the substitutes for St Johnson. Uh, let's go straight to the other big game tonight, Cowdenbeath against Rangers. Andrew McLean has the Rangers team. Yeah, it looks as if there's eight changes for Rangers tonight, so quite a lot in there. Out go Alan McGregor, James Tavernier, Joe Worrell, Borna Barisic, Ross McCrory, Scott Arfield, Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent. In come Fodderingham, Flanagan, McCauley, Halliday, Davis, Koulibaly, Lafferty and Defoe. So the lineup is a 4-3-3. It's Wes Fodderingham in goal, a back four of John Flanagan, Nikola Katic, Gareth McCauley and Andy Halliday. The midfield three, Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis and Lasana Koulibaly. Looks as if it will be Daniel Kandias out on the right, Kyle Lafferty out on the left and the man through the middle, Jermaine Defoe. The substitutes, McGregor, Worrell, Houston, Kent, Arfield, Middleton and Morelos. Uh, there we go, Rangers fans, a number of changes We'll get the, the thoughts of Mark and Jim in a second Scott is on the line though, he's a Rangers fan What do you make of that team tonight, Scott? Um, I'm quite surprised there are many changes to that I know Southern will be in gold because it's a cup game mm-hmm. uh, um, I don't know, I'm, I don't know if he's saving his players for, for Saturday, I don't know But uh, I think the team that he's got out still can do a damage against Cowden Beast So... Um, I've got to be happy with it I'm hoping Lafferty can Maybe Step up and do something Because he's just no The player he was So We'll see what happens tonight anyway What do you guys um, think? I suppose there is a you, You've got to just word it carefully You're not being disrespectful to Cowdenbeath But 
it's okay to expect a second string Rangers team to go and beat Cowdenbeath. That's that's all right, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's eight changes as Andrew has said there. But I tell you what, it's still a it's still a right strong team. Especially, I would say, middle to front. You know, Ryan Jack, Steve Davis, Kula Bali, Candias, Defoe, and Lafferty. You know, those those six. Um, Halliday's now you know shown himself to be a very comfortable. Left back Flanagan question marks over Although I think when he plays it right back He's a lot stronger I think he does get exposed On the left hand side So he should be fine Katic I'm not so sure about uh, And McCauley um, Is a steady Eddie And you imagine that partnership Being fine in Fodrum We know all about it He won't let you down So eight changes And again The eight changes You wouldn't really look at that Rangers team Compared to say The first choice team on Sunday And say oh They've been significantly weakened It actually goes to show you as well Gordon The strength and depth That Stephen Gerrard has Yeah I mean Gordon was, I said earlier on I thought he would make Significant changes And he has done um, Because he's wanting to give his squad And you know No disrespect to Cowdenbeath But the, If that team doesn't beat Cowdenbeath There's something the matter You know what I mean Because they're, they're, they're miles better And with all due respect They won't, they won't go and attack at Rangers They won't You know They'll probably play 5-4-1 Or 4-5-1 at best At times They'll have everyone Back behind the ball So I don't think Defensively They have to, they have to worry too much It's just about That creative area And uh, and also Their attitude Everybody knows When you go down there You look at the surroundings The dressing room The, the lights are a bit glary All these kind of So You just have to make sure That you get their attitude right And Stephen Gerrard Will be insistent And if, if Rangers Attitude right Then they'll, they'll, they'll win handsomely the other thing as well I think it's good You know again For me a, a sign of, of The man management style And what impresses me About Stephen Gerrard Is He deliberately Singled out Kyle Lafferty yesterday To be brought His situation out In, in, in public And with good reason Because he knows He was going to play him tonight And therefore He thought you know what I, I'm going to I'm going to raise the bar In terms of what I want from you And I'm, I'm basically Let it be known in public To Rangers supporters And the media this is I'm expecting more I'm looking at it from you And I'm going to give you an opportunity To go and prove me right And not to let yourself down So again for me Great mm. man management What do you think of Kyle Lafferty's situation Scott Because prior to Jermaine Defoe He's clearly Rangers second choice striker Umar Sadiq wasn't up to it Morelos was clearly number one Now he's got Defoe and Morelos So he, he, he's simply going to have to right. Up his game isn't he before, before I can get to my two points That I come on to make I think Kyle Lafferty he was doing well at Hearts, but he's only been for the time at Rangers. He's only coming on for the last 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes only 10 minutes. And it's not enough for him. It's just not enough for him. Mm. He's, and he's not getting his doing it. He's not working right where. Um, if you bring him on and give him a game, a full game, maybe two, three games, and maybe you maybe see a change in him. But coming on for the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, no, you're not going to see any goals to Kyle Lafferty. Yeah, I also think, Scott, that uh, it's a style. I mean, Hearts played more back to front, there's no doubt, and they got more crosses into the box. So we Hearts play. You know, the, 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 they would have hit, hit up to Kyle Lafferty, played off diagonals, Craig Levine's quite happy to play that way. Well, Rangers don't play that way. You know, but obviously, we used to have Marella, so they used to they'd try and play up through the thirds. Uh, try and link up the play a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit more, um, you know, game awareness required. And Kyle Lafferty, as you know, likes to get the ball up to him, likes to compete with centre backs, likes to get the ball in the box and go and attack it. And Rangers are not normally that type of team, mm. so I think Styles is different, and he has to adapt to that. I mean, he, he can hold the ball up, he can link up the play, but it's just not his natural type of play. Almost totally different from Mar- Marellis. He's got to get games, but yeah. and he's not getting games. Mm. So 
It's an interesting one because this type of call last night makes perfect sense, and you can stand, you, you can sit and debate debate that point. Hib's statement tonight is trying to be very clear that, that none of that went on. So, but, but I think I think the general point Scott's making is that if players have got a little bit more control now of their situation, a little bit more authority, the manager's authority's been diminished, and that's a fact. I mean, I think that everyone knows that now. You know, Brendan Rodgers came out and spoke about it. Sir Alec Ferguson has has mentioned it. Roy Keane has mentioned it in the past. As I said, I, I've done a, a bit in the piece that, you know earlier on in the week and, and talking about you know if, if you don't think it happens, what, what about Claudio Ranieri? You know, one's the title with Leicester. Within a few months, the players are not quite happy with you know what's happening within the training, the style of play, etc. And allegedly go to the owner and say, "But well, we're not happy. A group of senior players, mm. uh, and and the managers, the managers gone." So you know that is the way. As now that's the reason why a lot of them are now are getting appointed as head coaches. And, and as I mentioned earlier on, Gordon Strachan had said he would prefer to be a manager. Mm. So whether he would take a head coach, I, I don't really know. But head coaches now are responsible for the tactical side, the football inside, but not all the other aspects. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the discipline side is part of it, but as I mentioned, football has fallen into more like normal employers now with the, with the HR department. Well, it is so, 100%. Yeah. It is 100%. Yeah. So if you do have a follow you maybe have to go down a procedural ro- road, whereas before a manager would just say, you're with the reserves, see you later, go and train over there. Mm. You're going you're gonna up to Bucky on a Tuesday night with see, the reserves, see, a manager see you later. Now, a manager... Every day goes into his work mm. Whether it's a training session Or a team mm. talk Could be five minutes away From mm. saying something wrong That would get him the bullet That mm. that mm. That is what Hangs over a manager Every Does day Does that now. not hang over Every employee Of any job in the world though? Yeah but what I'm saying is It, it didn't used to be that up no. to a few years ago Now it is because You know players can Have got a, a direct line mm. Whether it's to, to HR To a union I mean to, put to it this MD. way You three are Us three are in here with microphones yeah. You're, yeah. you're three seconds away yeah, from Yeah of course <laughs> Yeah but, but managers mm. Used to have cap lines To yeah. hey listen You don't like it yeah. well. Do you know what I mean It's now like you're trying to get something out the door and they don't want to go. Is that right? Well, you're coming in at six o'clock in the morning yeah. and you're coming up at six. Yeah. All those days are gone, so it's totally changed, but you can just be one word away from the bullet. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
Beat the pundit time Your chance to show off Your footballing knowledge Get one over On either Mark Weary Or Jim Duffy And if it goes to plan You win yourself A signed ball All sounds pretty easy So if you fancy it 0141 That's the number you need You need to dial it quickly Because you only have Until the news At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here Reacting to the Neil Lennon The confirmation that Neil Lennon has left Hibs We are looking ahead to two big games One in the Scottish Cup One in the Premiership tonight Mark Guidi's already told you That Brian Rice looks like he could be the man To take over at Hamilton Ackies So if you've got any thoughts on that Do share them And we'll do that after we do this the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. Mark Weedy's ready. So is Jim Duffy. One of them though is taking on Paul from Newton Mearns. Hi, Paul. Hi. Good evening, James. How are you? Hi. Well, well. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Confident of a victory this evening. I don't know. I've I've, I've lost twice. I lost twice uh, to DJ and once oh. in a tie break as well. So I don't want to be. That's not a badge of honour, I must say. Lost yeah. DJ. Oof. Listen, third time lucky, That's Paul. It. You never know. Uh, Gordon, it only dawned on me after the show last night. I tossed the coin, I dropped it, and it was it was tails. Um, and he, he didn't believe me, so I did it again, and it was tails again. <laughs> and he goes, best of three, not realising that that already was, was best it? of three, and he had lost. So uh, that's what you're up against in here. Anyway, Paul, I will toss the coin. Hopefully, once heads, it's Mark Guidi. Tails, it is Jim Duffy. And it is heads So Mark against Paul Let me give Mark some Clyde 2 in his ear And that means he can't hear us Paul and we'll get your clock up and running You've got 30 seconds You're head to head with Mark You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Perfect Who beat Dundee 3-0 in the Scottish Cup last night? Name the defender who's joined Kilmarnock from Wigan Dennis Law played professionally in England And which other country? Italy Who plays at the Global Energy Stadium? Uh, United. Who ground shared with Motherwell in the 07 08 season? Carol Tremarco is the captain of which Scottish team? Livingston. Who scored a hat trick when Rangers last faced Cowdenbeath in the Scottish Cup in 2016? Oh, Kenny Miller. Okie doke, let's bring Mark Guidi back. Mark, are you yep. with us? You yep. are. Right, yep. same set of questions to you. Let's do it. Who beat Dundee 3 0 in the Scottish Cup last night? Name the defender who's joined Kilmarnock from Wigan. Don't know. Dennis Law played professionally in England and which other country? Italy. Who plays at the Global Energy Stadium? Global Energy Stadium is Inverness. Who ground shared with Motherwell in the 07 08 season? Party Thistle. Carl Tromarco is the captain of which Scottish team? Inverness. Who scored a hat-trick when Rangers last faced Cowdenbeath in the Scottish Cup in 2016? Uh, oh, Martin Wycombe Okey You've heard the competition, Paul Do you fancy your chances now? No, I think he's beaten me Do you think so? Oh, let's go through them and find out Who beat Dundee 3-0 in the Scottish Cup last night? It was Queen of the South We'll talk about that later Stephen Doby, honestly nah, Ridiculous I've said before, he's a Just phenomenal Outrageous phenomenal. Anyway, we'll get into that later on Name the defender who's joined Kilmarnock from Wigan This must have slipped off your radar today Mark Guidi Alex Bruce it's Alex Bruce Oh Steve's, did he Steve's son? boy ah, yeah, good. Uh, good So s- still 1-0 to Mark Guidi Dennis Law played professionally in England And which other country It was Italy You both got that So it's 2-1 to Mark Who plays at the Global Energy Stadium It's Ross County it's The other one up there Mark Guidi yeah. So it's still 2-1 to Mark Guidi And Paul equalised I think you'll be kicking yourself Gretna Fir Park 
ground oh, shared with good? Motherwell. Oh, 2007, 2008. So we're all level after five mm-hmm. questions. It's getting tense. Carol Tremarco is the captain of which Scottish team? It is Inverness. So Mark Guidi takes the lead again. And then on to the final question. Who scored a hat-trick when Rangers last faced Cowdenbeath in the Scottish Cup in 2016? It was Martin Waghorn. So it was an, an, a nervy start for Mark Guidi, but he got there in the end. Four for him and two for you, Paul. Hardlines. Thank you. Imagine lucky Paul. Rangers question. No wonder I lost. <laughs> <laughs> go, go for the fourth time, lucky. Aye, I, I don't think that's a saying, but we can, we can make Thursday, it one. Try a Thursday night, Paul. Try yeah, a Thursday absolutely. night. <laughs> Give us a shout tomorrow night from 7.0141951.0025. Uh, right, we're up to speed with the team news ahead of Cowdenbeath Rangers and Celtic St Johnson. Uh, we've ticked off a lot of discussion regarding Neil Lennon. By the way, we can continue on those topics, so get the calls coming in on those. Um, let's look to the Hamilton Ackies one. Brian Rice, very much the the favourite. Nothing's a certainty in football, Mark Guidi, but we, we do expect him to take a head coach role. What's your thoughts? Yeah, well, that that's the the remit, or certainly that's what they're they're looking for. Somebody to just come in and coach uh, with what is there and, and what he's given you. Know, the the structure will remain pretty much the same as as has been for a number of years at Hamilton. So yeah, I can see why Brian Rice is a contender. Might also suit suit Man in terms of well, you look you look at the staff. They're maybe top heavy um, with, with, with the backroom staff as well. So if it's a chance to to get somebody off the wage bill, that might suit um, St Mirren. Although I do know he is highly valued at the club in terms of his coaching um, abilities. But uh, listen, whoever it is, whether it's Brian Rice or or somebody else um, taking over that job, in many ways it's a thankless task. I, th- I think you've got the smallest budget in the league. You've got the smallest home attendance. You've got a four G. Pitch, you've, you've got fans that could be a little bit more grateful for what their manager does for them, particularly the way that Martin Canning and, and uh, others were, were, were treated towards the end of his reign. I thought it was distasteful. Um, but whoever it is, it's all about survival. I think um, Hamilton are in real danger. Only one point from the last league, uh, eight league games of getting right into that, that relegation zone. Um, I think they played in D soon as well. So that's going to be a, a massive game. So it's vital to get somebody in quickly. And, and and they try and get some some victories, but I think it's a it's a tall order. And the clue here is clearly in the job title, Jim Duffy. They're looking for a head coach because Brian Rice, um, correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't been a manager as such yet. So he's a coach. That's what he is. The Hamilton Ackies fans who phoned up last night were mentioning Jim Goodwin. They were mentioning mm-hmm. Paul Hartley. Mm-hmm. Managers If you like yeah. As we know them Or as we have known them Over the last few years So in that respect Without disrespecting Brian Rice Do you think that might surprise One or two people? Of course I mean, It might surprise people Because you know You normally You know There's a there's a kind of group of people That, that people might think Well you know this is These type of candidates Are good candidates um, Would probably do a, a good job But listen When you go into the, the Any role As long as you know Your remit And as long as you know The parameters um, that you're working within, mm. then you accept the job with those parameters. So if it's Brian Rice or anyone else, or Jim Goodman or whoever, and they say, listen, it's a head coach, this this is this is um you know how how the structure of this particular club, we deal with this, you deal with mm. that. If you accept that job, then fine. Um but Brian is used to being a coach. He hasn't been a manager, so maybe it's it's a little bit easier to to just kind of step up into a, a little bit more responsible. I don't know if it 
He takes full control of even team selection, all these things. But again, if it's all explained to him and he accepts yeah. that role, then no problem. And come on, Hamilton Aki's fans, what would you make of that appointment? Brian Rice, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Interim boss at the moment is Guillaume Boozelin. He says he was sad to see Martin Canning leave. He admits he doesn't want the job on a full time basis. He also believes the the departure was a surprise and is expecting a quick replacement. It's a sad thing because we are arrived in the same times. We were teammates before and uh, I helped, so we knew each other. We done our coaching badges together, so it was sad. But we were in a very negative spiral, if you like. It ended in a bad way, so it's I'm quite sad to finish like this. To be honest with you. It's been a bit of roller coaster for our point of view. The players, also the backroom staff. We knew we were in a difficult situation, but we didn't expect that to happen. But unfortunately, it happened, so it was a bit of a shock for us as well. But I've been told I have to take the team for Saturday, prepare the team as best as I can. Basically, that it until somebody maybe arrived soon rather than later. Are you interested in a job full time? Not at all, no. Why not? I'm, I'm not. Uh, um, a manager that's not uh, when I see what they have to to deal day in day out that's not for me have you been given any indication how long you may be in the post as no that'll be uh, that'll be quick I don't know it's today. it can be today it can be tomorrow it can be uh, on Monday but I think it would be uh, quicker than uh, so you say there's a chance that maybe you, you might not be in, in charge for the game at the weekend? Uh, maybe, I don't know that. I don't know. I've been, just now, I've been told that I need to take the team be ready for Saturday. We've looked at what might happen next. Let's discuss how we got to this point because what I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is that pretty much every, I think we had one exception, pretty much every Hamilton Aki's fan who came on the phone complained about Martin Canning, wanted better, wanted more, mm-hmm. and pretty much every... When else, fans from other clubs and, and pundits and so on said What are these Hamilton fans expecting? Are you to go along, would you go along with that? Uh, well, I've, as you know, watched Hamilton a number of times Home and away, um, when Martin Cannon has been in charge what, what is it, was it soon to be four years? Was it about January, February 2015? It was January, took over. Yeah. yeah So he's coming on to think, f- yeah. four years in charge um, and what's achieved in the four years He's kept Hamilton in the division every time Sometimes a bit to spare One of the seasons through um, a playoff Okay if, if you're a football fan You're a Hamilton fan You'll think there must be better than, than what we've got Fed up with Martin Cannon Maybe fed up with his team selection Fed up with his tactics Whatever it may be And you can understand why fans want a change But you also have to be careful what you what you wish for What you've got to remember is I always think when fans ask for a change You say okay If you do want a change Realistically Who do you think That you can get Is better than what you've got And when you actually Put it that way And you start to think, you think Oh well There might not be too much better When you take in The salary that'll be an offer The budgets Everything that Jim says uh, Are you in full control Of who comes in Are you in full control A team selection And also as well When they look at the hard time That Martin Canning's had For what he's produced They might think Actually I don't want to go And work in front of fans That might be deemed as being Ungrateful and unrealistic Put that in the equation We'll see what happens But I suppose if you're a fan you might think after four years we just want something different and you can maybe understand that but I still think Martin Cannon over the piece a fantastic job Yeah I mean I've said a, a couple of weeks ago when he was getting a bit of criticism that um, you know you sometimes don't see um, the, the issues that affect a team like Hamilton you know in, until many years later in the sense of like, they, use, they lose young players at 14, 15, 16 years of age before they actually get towards the first team uh, these, these guys are snapped up with other teams and then you've got the likes of Lewis Ferguson, Eamon Brophy, 
Doherty, you know, Mikey Devlin, guys Ferguson. I mean, all these kind of guys, you lose them, you know, maybe after a season or two. So you don't really get a chance to build. You're complete. You're always, you know, try to try to fill those gaps, losing top class players, and you don't have the budget to go and replace them with better. But I think that the argument that we were getting from the the callers, um, Gordon, is style. They want to see a little bit more um, footballing, you know, style. And I know that Alan Maitland's come out and said he wants a little bit more flair. So I think that's filtered into the board. And the board are saying, listen, we want to try and play with a little bit. But it's, but you know, if you've got a job to do to keep a team up, then some the mm. most <laughs> most managers would sacrifice the flair yeah. for organisation, you know, for for discipline in terms of the jobs to do. And for results But they haven't had the result yeah. And that's the difference this time They I haven't mean, had results recently If you add that to the style of football Then that's the yeah. reason why the fans I think are unhappy I mean especially right now The transfer window closes tomorrow So Hamilton Lackey's business is, is pretty much done If it's Brian Rice or whoever it is What happens Mark if he comes in Looks at the group he's got He obviously has got one objective And that's to keep them in the league And says well I, I, If we're going to stay in this league I can't have them playing open, expansive football. It's just not possible. So, where do we go from there if that's the case? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you look at I know to- totally different, isn't it? but you look at what people moaned about about Jose Mourinho. Then you look at what they've got now. Well, they're going to sort. That's because all they're going to sort. Had those kind of players at his disposal and could do that. But Jose Mourinho just chose to play a different style. It's more open. It's more expansive under Solskjaer. You're right at Hamilton. You've got what you've got with the greatest respect. The Hamilton players are at Hamilton for a reason. Because that's a level And very quickly When you do find a gem As Hamilton have In the past 10-12 years From McCarthy MacArthur Right through to Lewis Ferguson In the past year They don't They're not there very quickly Because A Hamilton need to cash in When offers come to the table And B The boys will want to go Because it's a bigger opportunity It's a chance to go and trade Or quadruple uh, Their wages So you put all that in Yeah you're right Gordon It's going to be more of, this, more of the same All of a sudden You're not going to see mm. Hamilton going And taking on Celtic And Rangers and So You just need to get used to it that's the bottom line Alan's a Rangers fan In East Kilbride What's on your mind tonight Alan? Hello uh, It was just to say About uh, Scott Brown And all the hype About Scott Brown As a Rangers su- supporter I think it's actually Quite good For us Because I thought Celtic were uh, A better team Than Scott Brown's uh, In the team You think they're better When Scott Brown's In the team Or not in the team? Oh sorry Sorry no, um, and he's out of the team. Right. Okay. So you, so you think that the 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 rumours today, if you like the stories that Scott Brown's going to stay put, Alan thinks that's a good thing for Rangers, Mark. No, um, I know, I know. What Alan's been in terms of when Scott Brown was out for that kind of five, six, seven week period, during about maybe October, November, and it was McGregor and, and Sham or whoever it was. And Christie kind of came to Christy, the fore, so that it worked out well, and, and Celtic played well and went on a really good run. Yeah, I get that, but I've always said Gordon on this program consistently that when it looked maybe for a spell that. that Scott Brown was going to leave I thought it was a bad move For the club um, I think Scott Brown's got an important role To play um, the, the old adage He actually brings to the team Well He brings experience He brings a, an identity He brings a winning mentality This is a guy Who has probably won I don't know 15, 16, 17 major trophies At the club He's captained the club To seven in a row Top of the table Going towards Eight in a row You don't dismiss that lightly um, he's 33 30 uh, because Sorry Alan What I think I think Like I'm an Angels supporter Right Yeah And uh, I think Celtic Have had it easy They've not actually Played them And now that they've got A challenge 
and they're still top of the table with that. See, I think that's what's been very unfair in Celtic yeah. over the past number of years for people to say they've had it easy because they still need to go out and win games. You ask anybody at any other club, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs, how easy is it to win a league? How easy is it to win a trophy? I've got a guy sitting here beside me who's been in the game for nearly 40 years. You tell him that, it, that it's easy. So it's very disrespectful and very unfair to what Celtic have achieved in the past number of years to say that it's easy. I'd also ask you as well, Alan, since Brendan Rodgers became Celtic manager, how many times have you watched Scott Brown live in the flesh playing for Celtic? Well, you got a challenge. Sorry, answer my question, Alan. How many times have you watched Scott Brown live in the flesh playing for Celtic under Brendan Rodgers? Live? Yeah, how many times have you watched him live in the About on the four field? times. Four times I've already. Been, tell, he's uh, been outstanding. I've a ticket for Celtic Rangers yeah. games. So over the past two and a half years, he has been outstanding. And yes, there's been a dip this season with, with injury and other stuff, but over the piece, it's important for Celtic to get him to stay. And if he does, I think it's a great bit of business by the club. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Alan's, I think, maybe judging Scott Brown the last old for a match, where, I mean, he was totally dominated by the Rangers midfield. And there's no doubt about that. But I think, certainly in the last two or three three years, I can I, that's the only game I can remember. Mm. That uh, the Rangers midfield dominated um, Celtic and particularly Scott Brown because he's normally ran the show. So I think you're taking one game in isolation, really. Um, his form hasn't been maybe quite at the same level. And I think, you know, again, that's maybe he's not um, an automatic first pick anymore, which is the case. But the likes of Rangers signing Steve Davis at 34 years of age. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's slightly older or slightly younger than Scott Brown, but there's not much between them. Yeah. So Scott Brown's ready But it seems, seems strange now That because he's at the club At that age People think Oh he's done But you can actually bring someone in Of a similar age Because of his experience Because of his winning mentality Because of his influence On other uh, other players His professionalism on the pitch His, you know, his, his desire All these other qualities everybody, That you have And sorry, I, th- I think Stephen Davis has that Everybody can be good mm. When you don't have any Scott Brown is a very average player Scotland yeah, 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 well, I mean inter- totally entitled to your, your opinion absolutely no yeah, doubt about but it but, but, it's wrong. but the, the bottom line is he's, he's won back to back trebles he's already got the first trophy in the cabinet he's t- they're huge favourites for the title if they win tonight they'll go six points clear I, I think that um, you know I think as I said before Scott Brown deserves maybe a, a little bit more uh, maybe maybe he's not always favour of the month because he's one of these again kind of competitive combative types and he winds people up but I don't think that should distract from his success as a, as a player Thanks to Alan in East Colbride we've got a good full time teaser coming up there's a bit of a European theme to this one so we're going to see if Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are up to the task next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here. We're about 20 minutes away from kickoff between Cowdenbeath and Rangers in the Scottish Cup and Celtic against St Johnston um, in the Scottish Premiership. It's time for the full time teaser. Martin Burns has sent tonight's question in. The beauty of this quiz is that you send the questions to us so it's really on you and if there's any discrepancies I get to blame you that's what I like about it so uh, but Martin always gets them right he sends them in semi-regularly if you want to contribute a question full-time at Clyde1.com that's where it goes full-time at Clyde1.com tonight's question is this we're thinking outside of Scotland for this one apart from Cristiano Ronaldo 12 players have won the Champions League with two or more different clubs 
Can you name them? So apart from Cristiano Ronaldo 12 players have won the Champions League With two or more different clubs You can play along on Twitter Any to get us off and running? Seedorf Yeah, Ajax, Real Madrid and Milan Davids Edgar Davids No Torres? Fernando Torres? No I think he was when Liverpool won it, but um, yeah, apart from Ronaldo, you said. Yeah, apart from Ronaldo. So there's another twelve. Right. Oh, the, um, David Beckham. No, no, no. I didn't win it with Real Madrid. Mm. All right, you can play along on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Apart from Cristiano Ronaldo, twelve other players have won the Champions League with two or more different clubs. The guys have got Clarence Seedorf so far. Let's speak to John and Broomhill. Hi, John. Good evening, gents. Uh, just for chance, I got the opportunity to listen to that guy, Alan, while I was waiting. Mm-hmm. I, I think some village has lost his idiot, you know. I was just listening to what he was saying there. Personally, as a Celtic fan, I am delighted that Bruni's staying, and uh, I hope he's with us for at least another two years. But my point was, gentlemen, I was just wondering, I'm really pleased with the, you know, the transfer market at present just now. I wonder what you think. The one thing I would like to see in the back of the papers tomorrow morning, or indeed, you know, before the end of the transfer market, um, not that it's going to do with the transfer market indirectly, is that uh, uh, Brendan Rodgers is going to offer Emilio Izaguirre another year. Because I think, given the situation at the moment, I think it would be invaluable as things stand at the moment. I just wonder how you guys feel about that. It's not, it's not a shout we've had over recent weeks What is, do you make of it? Contract just, just till the end of the season I think yeah. it was a one year Yeah, yeah listen, I've always liked Emilio uh, He's a Gary Yeah, he's, he's not what he was You know, ten years ago When when Neil Lennon uh, signed him or Eight or nine years ago And, and he won player of the year Then he had a setback He broke his leg and stuff like that But I think he's a, he's a really good performer I think he's reliable I think some Celtic fans recently Have given him a wee bit of stick John, I think it's unfair I think part of that and the same goes for, for why there's a bit of stick for the, for the right back here is because Kieran Tierney set the bar so high uh, the past you know three years or so that it's always going to be difficult for anybody to try to fill his boots. But yeah, you're right. I think he's a Gary. He's a steady Eddie. He, he knows what he's doing. He knows the drill and he, he very rarely lets you down. So I think, yeah, I don't imagine he's, he'd be overly difficult to deal with in terms of a new contract. And if he was offered another year, I'm, I'm sure he would take it. Um, John, just while we're on the subject of the Celtic defence, we'll hopefully find out from Brendan Rodgers a bit later on um, about Philip Benkovic. How big a blow would that be if it was a long-term one? Well, it would be, obviously, because, uh, I mean, he's, he's going to go back to Leicester, and I, I think if Celtic could afford them, well, they probably could afford them, to be perfectly honest, but I don't think that will ever happen. But, see, to be honest with you, I think the, the Celtic defence is as good as any defence in Scotland at the moment. I mean, all you have to do is look at the league table. We've conceded the, the, the least amount of goals than any other club in the top ten, you know. And we've also scored more is from memory. I'm just... Oh, yeah, I don't think there's... Yeah. What Matt was saying there about uh, Isa Geary, I totally agree, and you, you, you couldn't have put a, be- a better mark. Steady Eddie. And I, I felt really sorry for him when he got crucified... For giving away that penalty I mean I saw far too much was That Pitoji Aberdeen yeah. yeah I just think it was one of those things We've all done it I'm sure uh, Mr Duffy mm. himself Has done things 
Uh, Jim, Jim, Jim never get dragged out of the wide areas, John. <laughs> no, I think, listen, John, I think that the point you make is, is, is obviously an opinion. Is that you're saying there earlier on, similar to the, the caller before you, Alan's entitled to his opinion whether you agree with or disagree with it. And there'll be a lot of Celtic fans will agree with you regarding, um, you know, he's a great. And by a lot of fans, because we've had them on the programme, who don't agree with you. And this is, this is the, you know, the, 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 the why the programme's here to, to voice your opinion. But I think that um, for Celtic to progress in Europe, to get further, then they need to be better defensively in that area. I agree with you defensively in Scotland because Celtic dominate the ball in Scotland. So there's different ways of defending. The opposition don't have the ball uh, and Celtic have a different way of doing it. They press the game. But in the, in, when they come up against the top teams in Europe, they don't dominate the ball and therefore you need to be a little mm. bit more sound defensively. And that's the reason why if Kieran Tierney was missing for whatever reason at this moment injury and Celtic get to another level of Europe... I think they need a better defensive replacement in there, in my opinion. Thanks to John and Broomhill. Mike is in shots. Hi, Mike. Hello there. Hello, what's your point tonight? Well, I'm just sort of phoning. I heard um, one of the other callers, two or three callers ago, um, and it was mentioned, I think it was the, to- the topic there was um, Scott Brown. Mm-hmm. Now, Celtic's had quite a lot, a number of good players, uh, great players, if you like, um, that's been transferred from. Uh, Celtic down to uh, England or over into Europe. Fraser Foster, Virgil van Dijk, Henrik Larsson. Uh, and you can't ang- uh, argue with the quality of those players. But ha- how, mu- how much interest has there been for Scott Brown um, in the English Premiership, the Championship, the, the First Division, League One? Um, there hasn't been any. Uh, and I'm not really trying to knock him. I'm just trying to put the record straight here. If he'd have been what everybody in, in, in the studio is making him out to be, he wouldn't be contemplating a move to, um, is it, was it China or Australia, Australia. or someplace like that? He'd have actually gone to one of the EPL sides, the uh, English Premier League sides, a few years ago. Um, but he's not, he, he hasn't got that type of skill. Um, he, he is uh, a player who plays for Celtic and he plays in Scotland and he's not playing against brilliant, brilliant uh, players week in, week out. So he, he will shine now and again. But there's a lot of times there that he doesn't shine. And um, he's caught out there when Celtic play in Europe. When he's playing against really, really good opposition, he passes back the way, he passes sideways. Um, and the odd time, he will play half decent. But everybody will play half decent at some point. So the caller, two or three calls back, um, it, it is correct, really, in what he's saying. No, he wasn't, uh, Mike. Honestly, uh, you say there's, there's there's no interest. So you've been in the the Celtic boardroom for the past ten years, have you? There no, was interest but, from Newcastle. There was interest from Spurs. But what you find tends to happen with guys like Scott Brown, uh, football football clubs. Yeah, yeah, there was Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. There was there was interest. There was um, what you tend to find with guys like Scott Brown, and it gets round in football footballing circles. Uh, they know guys that want to leave, that want to go try something different, and they know guys that, that are that are happy. And there's never been signals from Scott Brown or his representatives really that he was keen to edge away from a move. I think him and his family are kind of home birds. Um, I think that's why it suits him as well to, to go here. So I think if Scott Brown made it clear that for whatever reason I've had enough of Celtic or I've had enough of Scottish football, I want to go and try something different. He would have gone to an English Premier League club all day long. Now I'm not saying he would have gone to Liverpool or Man City or Arsenal 
um, and somebody that spent 15 million quid on him and they've gone on to play 50 games a season I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is if he made it clear that he wanted to go and play down south he would have been down there with absolutely no problem at all there'd have been plenty of interest in him Mike, why is that the criteria? Why is that the criteria for being a good player? Because listen, I know it's a big league and I know that's where most people t- t- tend to go but why Why is that your criteria for being a good player? Because there are loads of there are loads of midfield players down there over the years who haven't been as good as Scott Brown Surely you would concede that Even the ones, even the Scottish ones, you could say Right, see, see in order to um, uh, get a transfer You know, I mean people people actually uh, uh, make inquiries for, for players um, not knowing whether they'll want to go down to, uh, to uh, England or, or across to Europe or stay in Scotland that's what the transfer um, thing's all about make, people make an inquiry and they say no I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want to go or they'll go down and talk and they'll have a, a, a wee meeting and come back up and say no I'm happy where I am um, Stuart Armstrong He went down um, There's been lots of players Have played for Celtic well, And the, lots of players Have played for Rangers But Mike, Mike there's, a, there's a prime example You've almost given us The prime example exactly. is, Do you think Stuart Armstrong Is better than Scott Brown? Yes I do Okay I think a lot would disagree But fair enough I don't Listen Mike I mean again As we say you, You're entitled to your opinion But th- listen I, I don't think you can just Judge a player I mean there was one I mean, You might be too young to remember But there was a top top player here One of the best Midfield players of this country Producing Paul McStay And he decided to say We sailed Paul McStay decided to say We sailed it all his days Didn't want to go down south But Paul McStay was More than good enough to play for the top teams in England at that time But he didn't want to be there So he wanted yeah. to stay with Celtic And and, and that's that, that's sometimes a decision You'll, you'll get players that come up I mean, Joey Barton come up here and, and and struggled, you know, from down south For me, I could turn around and say How's Jordan Henderson, the captain of Liverpool? I don't think he's a great player Or how does he play? But it doesn't matter It's it's, it's depending if you what, you've, what that team values it And also, there's the right fit The right balance The right structure When Gordon Strachan was there he had a real relationship uh, with, with Scott Brown Ronnie Dela didn't have quite the same relationship so he did yeah. all of a sudden Brendan Rodgers been... comes in and it improves again so it's just about being happy as well yeah, that's just being happy with your life that was happy the point I was making that, that we see you know? manager Scott mm-hmm. Brown's performance levels have jumped because he's been he's been happier and and I don't think it, it, it's, it's right just to say because he didn't get a move to England that he's not a good player listen if you take all the greats you know, from Celtic going back to the, the heydays, would Scott Brown be up amongst them? I don't know, but in terms of trophies won, titles earned, medals on the, the mantelpiece, as they say, he's probably got more mm. than most. Mike, if it's as simple as, you know, good players play in England and, and bad players don't, why why has Scott Brown spent his full international career keeping English Premier League players out of the Scotland midfield? I don't know. Well, the answer's off. He's, he's a right good player. Paul McStay. Paul McStay. You mentioned Paul McStay, yeah. right? Um, Paul McStay wanted to uh, end his time in Scotland, basically, and end his playing days in Scotland, mm. and and that's fine. But there was a lot of inquiries for him, and it was made. I, I mean, you could read in the paper that this team was looking for him, and this other team was looking for him, and other teams was looking for him. But there's not been one that I could remember being reported well, on in, in two, one of the papers. I've told you two at least. Who, who's the two? Well, I told you, Spurs and Newcastle, at least. And and how long ago was it with Spurs? Spurs was when Harry Redknapp was the manager, and Newcastle was was, was more recently. But I tell you yep. what, I tell you what, unless you can tell me you have shadowed Scott Brown for the last decade, I bet there's been maybe one or two 
and they say listen so listen you see people make inquiries they get to know a field they don't waste their time pursuing targets that they think I don't want to go down the road whether we agree with it or not sometimes guys are just happy their home birds their wives home birds their, their kids are settled in school they're earning a lovely wage of the captain of Celtic you're winning seven titles in a trot why in many respects why would you want to go thanks to Mike and Shots Token is on Twitter saying how much interest from the EPL was there for Henrik Larsson when he was at Celtic at the time we knew of none um, what about this teaser how are you Edwin van der Sar how are you faring mm. just let me remind you of the question in case you've forgotten so we're looking for apart from Cristiano Ronaldo 12 players have won the Champions League with two or more different clubs you've got uh, Clarence Seedorf and his countryman Edwin van der Sar Aaron Robin. Arian Robin, no, would you believe? No, I thought I thought it was with Chelsea when he won it, but then no, no. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, no. I'm trying to think of the ones that went. Your silence is worrying me. Deco, yes, Porto and Barcelona. So where have you got Three it's, Yep Three yeah, of what, twelve What about the, the The other Ronaldo The original yeah. Yeah. Nah I'm afraid no. not <laughs> Somehow What a player Alright I'll give you some it thinking time In just a yeah. second um, What about last night's cup action Routine Win in the end for For Aberdeen Having to do it at the second time mm. of asking Result of the night Has to go To Queen of the South <laughs> Not only did they get past Dundee They did it in some style 3-0 mm. A Stephen Dobie hat trick, thirty-seven. Don't adjust your radio. Thirty-seven <laughs> goals this season, and we're not even out of January. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. an extraordinary turn uh, for a player um, playing with Queen of the South. I mean it's not the Queen of the South aren't a good side, but you know they're not a team, you know, full of superstars, creating you know a wealth of uh, goal scoring opportunities, a huge budget. They're a team who attack And I think that's the first thing I think they'll credit to Gary Smith he, he likes his team to go and take the game to the opposition No matter who they're playing They were a bit unlucky up at Dens Not to win the game And I think a lot of people think their chance would have gone And particularly You know in, the, in January You know Dundee have changed um, You know quite a number of players But they were well beaten And, and, and Stephen Doby again Another hat-trick Is it five this season? I think yeah. you get five yeah, hat-tricks yeah. already this season I mean that is just top level goal scoring, and uh, he just he, he deserves an award all of his own almost. You know what I mean? Because there will be awards at the end of the season, and sometimes the lower leagues and the lower players just get pushed down a little bit in terms of profile. But he's a type of boy that someone should say, "Listen, you deserve an absolutely uh, a one-off award for the amount of goals you've scored and the quality of your football because he is an entertainer." Through to play Aberdeen, of course, in the next round. Yeah, a tie. So we all probably thought it would be, it would be Aberdeen against Dundee, but it's now Aberdeen against Queen of the South. Uh, and you you couldn't rule Queen mm. of the South out. They'll go a there. Terrible result that for Dundee, isn't it? It's almost yeah to lose three nil. I mean, their, their priority, home, I'm yeah. sure, will be just to, to try and stay in, in the top flight. But that's an awful result. It is, but I mean, I think you know Dundee. I, I wouldn't know exactly off the top of my head. Jim's a former manager. You know, he got me the Scottish Cup final in 2003. He lost to Rangers. But you know We always just talk about Hibs It's 102 It's 104 It's 106 mm. years Dundee can't be far Dundee must be well now, at, I think they are now 60, the longest 70, 80 years I could be wrong Some stat will tell check, me I think but, they're um, now the longest Yeah I think as much as your priority Is staying in the league and, and you get that But for all these kind of clubs 
you still want to try and make a mark in the competition. You're only two games away for a semi final mm-hmm. um, at Hamden Park. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you shouldn't be rolling out the cup. I'll give you another one, Xabi Alonso. Xabi Alonso. No. Oh. He must have left me. Who's the other midfielder, German, played by Real Madrid? Then. Oh, um, 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 Kadira. No, no. It's a no. type of holiday you can go on. <laughs> What's it called when you get in a big boat? Cruise Tony Cruise We'll get the rest of the answers yeah. I hope And kick off between <laughs> Cowdenbeath Rangers And Celtic St Johnson Is next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here We're just getting underway Between Cowdenbeath and Rangers And Celtic and St Johnson So we'll keep you right up to speed On anything that happens Between now And the end of the show The guys have got work to do On the full time teaser Now if you want to send The future questions in Full time At Clyde1.com Tonight says Apart from Cristiano Ronaldo 12 players have won the Champions League With two or more different clubs So guys like Deco Tony Cruz Clarence Seedorf Edwin van der Sar Any more during the break? Owen Hargreaves Yes, Bayern Munich and Man United. Yeah, a couple of French. Uh, Marcel Desailly, mm-hmm. Didier Deschamps. Oh yes, you've got the bit between your teeth now, don't and you? Then we'll go. We'll go back a few years. Paulo Ferreira. Yes, Porto uh, and Mark Chelsea. That one out, I must have That's a fantastic shout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I think we're. I think we're a Porto player. Short Jim for Mourinho's I team. I don't in mind telling you that you are. Did he play against Celtic the year before? Oh, now you're asking me, come on <laughs> come on! Gordon. I can't remember exactly <laughs> It was 2004, a year later So I, I'm assuming he was there or thereabouts I can't remember Cavallo, Costa It's not him, no You've got one, two, three You've got four to get in about Deco Who was a main one I would, striker? One of the four I would consider easy and the rest are Yeah the rest are pretty tough we still got four to get Three to get Four to get aye Four to get okay. one's, one's easy The rest are tough <laughs> That's that. all I can tell you The rod's off Lots of you playing along at, at home I like it Matthew's got one wrong Well that's not uh, TAL fanzine He's got Yes he's got all the ones You're still looking for mm. Kevin Fotheringham's Some great guesses as well What else have we got on Twitter Yeah Very good Have we got you And Zaggies Nope Mm-hmm. I think AC Milan and and and, and yeah, so Palo Modini is it that, yeah. that 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 team because Modini won it didn't he? He was the captain when they won it. Right, goalless in the two games so far. We're just watching pictures coming in from Central Park. Uh, I'd imagine it will be a culture shock to Stephen Gerrard and perhaps Jermaine Defoe and others. But they've got a job to do. Uh, we'll tell you what's happening in the opening stages. Derek is in Kilmarnock. He's a Hibs fan. Hi, Derek. How are you doing, team? Not bad at all. What's on your mind tonight? I'm just listening to the boys there and he's not talking about uh, Stephen Dobie. I loved Dobie when he was at Hibs. But well, I was wondering if, uh, if any of you what the criteria would be for getting nominated for the Ballon d'Or because if that had been Ronaldo or Messi, I mean, it's only January, as you said, and Mark touched on the fact he's an entertainer. Ken, how, how come something like that? I mean, he might get to the end of the season out with 50 goals or mere. It's only the top league. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a, there is a nomination yeah. process from a, a jury, I think, but it's always it's top league top, players. It's isn't it? top leagues. That certainly top applies to the the, the goal scorer awards. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we're discussing this. He's very good, but <laughs> maybe we're getting a, ahead of ourselves. De- Derek, let me ask you what are your memories of him as a, a Hibs player then, and what did you see then? How different is he now? Well, I mean, I, 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 I,
when he was playing at Hudson, I thought he was off a good bit of See the two of them together, they were similar types of players. I mean, he's went to Queenie South, he's been one of the best players down there for years. And it's sad that we lost another player like that, you know what I mean? Well, he went down yeah. south, obviously, Derek, and he and he, he did well. But but when Queen of the South, he, he's he's at a, a place where he's very very happy, and I think that's important. If you're a footballer, uh, you're happy. He's playing there for the love of it. Yeah, he gets he gets decent money for Queen of the South, but he's playing there. He's really enjoying it, and I think that's the biggest thing for 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 Stephen Dobie. And I said that come up against him the last couple of years was at Mortland Division, and every single time when when the players of years were getting voted for, obviously as a manager, you didn't have a vote, but when the players were all talking about it, I would say he was the best player in the division for me. Mm. Even when the likes of John McGinn and that was in it, and when Rangers, I always still thought Stephen Dobie when he was there was just mm. just just a, a standout. But as I said, in terms of goals, uh, yeah, they only kind of judge the you know whether it's a top goal scorer in Europe by the top leagues. But uh, that's the reason why I said he maybe deserves a wee award all on his own. <laughs> Aye, there's some in the middle of the Scottish leagues could maybe provide something like that for, for future, do you know what I mean? For guys like yeah, there's that. one this year, the Tartan. Yeah, there there is one this year. So if he keeps going the way he's going, you'll win it by a mile. Uh, Javi Alonso, when you said it earlier, Mark, I'm just it's been bothering me since then. Okay. I looked up. He does he's appear to yeah. for Liverpool, yeah, doesn't he? He has and he, then he Real Madrid. According to, yeah, according to what I'm looking at, he did win it. For Real Madrid 2013-14 And certainly won it for, for Liverpool in, in 0405. So yeah, yeah, so Martin get one wrong so well, that, is, that a, is that at null and void? No, <laughs> no it's not You're still looking give for another Give us a clue, Gordon Give us a wee clue for one more uh, get, Try and get his up and running again Clues, 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 clues The hardest one Right, right. okay, give us the hardest one Gonna have to think about this I've had a text in from Craig Beatty Oh aye And it's a former manager of his <laughs> That's not a clue He's, he's, he's probably had about 10 managers He's got 8 in the sack anyway <laughs> So Craig Beatty pa- We know Paolo Sousa Yes oh, Still James oh, Easy Craig. Well done yeah. Cheers Beats Paolo uh, Sousa Paolo Sousa There we go Does so he talk about Paolo When you're playing the five of size Is that what it is <laughs> Me and Paolo Me and my pal Paolo uh, Right uh, Six minutes gone Count beef nil Rangers nil Anything you can Take away from it so far yeah, the pitch is very bobbly. <laughs> I think that that's something that uh, you can see the Rangers players trying to kind of move the ball quick, but just having to take that wee bit extra touch. And that's exactly what Cowan Beef would want. I mean, if, if I was Cowan Beef, I think I trained on it, you know, not just the night before, I think the, you know, two hours before, make it as difficult, as uncomfortable as possible. And uh, it looks a very, very cold night there as well. And also, as well, I think Rangers, at times you just see them going direct, using the height of, uh, of Lafferty up there, just kind of getting knockdowns for. For Defoe and the runners from midfield But Rangers not scared to, to, to put it long Is it going to be one of those nights Jim As a, as a player when you're such an overwhelming favourite for a game Is there always a bit of patience required You know, Just because you're the favourite Doesn't mean you know you automatically need to be 1-0 up within 10 minutes No but ideally you want to try and get a goal Which you know just gives you the confidence And just to keep the ball You then don't need to force the game Until such times as Rangers get that opening goal They will continually force the game towards Cowdenbeath you know, if Kevin Beath, listen, if they lose a goal, they're not going to then all of a sudden say, oh, listen, we'll not need to go and have a goal. But I think that, uh, you know, it just allows Rangers to dictate mm. the play more and a little bit more uh, calmness. But at this moment in time, you know, I don't. I think Stephen Gerrard will be relatively pleased with the fact his team are on the front foot, as you would expect. Quite a predictable start at Celtic Park in that Celtic are enjoying good possession, but no clear-cut chances yet. So it's early doors in that one, as it is um, at Cowden Beath. Uh, Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis of course back into the team 
I'm not sure how much Steven Gerrard would base Future team selections on On this one On this game But you know I'm, I'm sure those guys Come in with big reputations They'll be looking to put Some sort of marker down Won't they? But yeah this is a game You know with, with, with the greatest respect To Cowden Beath But you know These guys should be Dictating the game You know Davis should be Getting his foot in the ball Making things happen Defoe should be making it A, a nightmare for the two centre halves and, and he should be getting um, on the score sheet You know Rangers have paid Big money They've really pushed The boat out To bring The two guys um, Up north In the January window They've backed the manager And these are the kind of games You've got to produce Like we say You're three games away From winning a trophy Rangers have only won A major trophy In a number of years These are the kind of games That they've got to want To go I, and achieve that I don't think that they get, I'll get them into the Starting line up Next week on Saturday But I think it can Put you in the start line up mm-hmm. well, That's, that's true, for sure yeah. If you don't perform Then I think you, you know The manager just, just puts a you know, a, a red line right across your name. But if you do perform, at least then he knows. Okay, these are the, these types of guys I can rely on, even in difficult nights. And listen, they should win it, but mm-hmm. but it is just watching the game here. The pitch is bobbly, it is difficult conditions, and I think it'll probably just take them maybe fifteen minutes just to get used to it. I think we changed it to thirteen players apart from Cristiano Ronaldo, who've won the <laughs> Champions League with two or more different clubs. You've got Deco, Desai, Deschamps, Paulo Ferreira. Uh, Owen Hargreaves Tony Cruz You've got Clarence Sador Paulo Souza And Edwin Van der Sar So you're I'm looking for a couple of clues Gordon Right I'll give you the clubs That, that the guy played for The, the easy one uh-huh. Barcelona And Inter Samuel Eto'o Yes Eto'o mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Yep so Samuel Eto'o I'll give you the clubs For another one you're looking for Right AC Milan 94 oh. Real Madrid 98 Give us the countries from Italy. Italy. Italian. Uh, Real Madrid, Italy. Nah, I'm not having it. Are we going I'm for the struggling. old initials? The, okay, the Hugh Keevens yeah. clue? Yeah, yeah. You're going to need to give us more than that, I think. C P. Or Panucci. Yeah. Christian Panucci. And the Porto one you're looking for? Right. I think he's a Portuguese fullback. Christian Panucci offered me his house one time to go and stay in Hawaii, I think it was. I did, aye. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I never went. Was it Chelsea? <laughs> yeah. Right. Porto and Chelsea. This guy. Porto and Chelsea. Um, JB. No, it's not Jerome Botang. No, 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 that's not. JB. Mm. I'm going to have to spoil yeah, it for you. Have to. George Jose. Oh, Basinga. Basinga, what have we got oh, there? Well, right, he's still goalless in the two well, big games. Mark. Thank you, Mark and Jim. Thanks for your calls and tweets. We're back tomorrow night with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson, and Callum Gallagher's up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.